First Chronicles 16:34, Psalm 66, 8, and Psalm 104. First Chronicles 16:34, reading from the ESV. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 66 and 8, New Living, a new living version, or new life version. There's so many NLTs and NLVs, and I mean, yeah. So this is not the New Living Translation. This is the New Life Version. Give honor and thanks to God. Why did you pick that one, Pastor? Because if, if you could run a list of like 50 translations, this is the only one that talks about thanks. Every other one translates it differently. Give honor and thanks to God, O people, and let all hear how great he is. In Psalms 104, ESV, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Let's pray and then we'll just jump into it. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for those that have worshipped, those that have, if they left right now, God, they'd leave blessed, they leave touched, they leave with something of substance and sustenance to help them carry throughout the week but God although we thank you for it we know you're not done yet God help us as we focus on Thanksgiving as we focus God on this what actually it means on this Thursday of a very short work week God help us help us to see Thanksgiving without missing the point in Jesus name everybody said amen Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Oh, these kids are going to outdo y'all. Man. It seems to me that in the last few years in particular that we do the, the rush of the stores to push Christmas earlier had begun to skip right over Thanksgiving. You can see it in every store. You can see it almost in every... Yesterday when we were cleaning the house... My mom says, well, hey, should I put on some Christmas music? I'm like, well, the devil is a lie. I'm like, Graham. She's like, well, there isn't any Thanksgiving music. And I was like, I, 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 I understand, I understand. But although I am infatuated with the smells of Christmas, I love the Christmas tree, the pie, and the Fraser fur, whatever you want to call it, the smell. I do like to give Thanksgiving its due. See, I just want to... I want us to pause, or at least slow down long enough to recognize that as believers, we should be involved in thanksgiving. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about a holiday and turkeys and family get-togethers and everybody coming over to your house. I'm not against any of that, but I'm saying as believers, we should be thanksgivers, givers of thanks. In this season, I want to tell you that it isn't enough to be thankful. We also must be thanksgiving. I notice that it's thanksgiving, not thanksgiving. It seems too many people have got it backwards could it be that it is really only authentic thanks when it's combined with giving before you get too nervous i'm not talking necessarily about giving in relationship to money we're not taking a special offering so please relax you may take your hand off your billfold and you may stop hugging your purses i'm not interested in your money um, because that's the easiest to give i'm just questioning whether it really thanks if it isn't expressed if you give your loved ones, whether it be your spouse, whether it be your children, or, or anyone you love and care about, if you give them something and they don't say thank you, how do you feel? 
Is thanks really thanks if it's only thought and not given? So I'm convinced that there's really no benefits to be thankful if you don't practice thanksgiving. They need to go hand in hand. How would anyone know that we are thankful if our thankfulness doesn't translate or spill over into thanksgiving? So in this season, I want us to learn to participate in thanksgiving. But I also want to get very specific because I think for this to happen, we must learn to, to practice targeted thanks. Otherwise, we have a tendency to say a lot of thank yous and cast the, uh, around the, the word thanks without really expressing or communicating in meaningful ways or to the right recipient. Have you ever noticed the difference when someone says, um, love you or I love you? Write in text all the time. Love you. But when someone writes in a text, hey, I love you, it seems totally different when you involve yourself in it. How much thanks, oh, I'm thankful for this and thankful for that. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's totally different when it's focused and targeted thanks. It's totally different. So let me suggest that there are two targets that we should aim our thanks towards, both which are modeled for us in Scripture. Our thanks must be targeted, obviously, number one, towards God. I know it's obvious that we should give thanks or thanks give to God, but it's concerning to me that we not only have the ability to be, our ability to, but a propensity for, or to come in the presence of God, this God of the universe, the one who not only created us, but provided for us salvation, redemption, and then blesses us even beyond that, and we practice thanksgiving rather than thanksgiving. It seems to, it's frustrating to me, and I'm trying to learn how to hide it. It's frustrating to me when, when we have great music. Have you, if you've never been to church that the music is terrible, you need to be thanksgiving right now. If you've never been in a church where the person leading the worship can't lead their way out of a bathroom and should not be doing anything, you should be thanksgiving. If you've ever been in a church where it sounds like they're throwing the instruments down the altar stairs instead of playing them, you ought to be thanksgiving see but, but but we come into a place where where it seems like everything is running perfect it's all and then then we still have to have hey now would you please worship would you raise your hands would you clap your hands why are we having to prompt and to prod and to poke adults into giving thanks towards a savior that gave everything to them i'm full of thanks that's fine i'm ready to be full of thanks be full of spirit other than a lot of other things be thankful but also give your thanks thanks kept in quiet, inside, is not given. If it's not expressed, it's not genuine. Or if it's not expressed, I don't know if it really counts. See, we, in his presence, we play. And in his presence, we yawn. And we daydream. We distract. We nod off. We become bored. In his presence, we close our mouths. And we turn the attention to us. We refuse to raise our heads and our, or our hands. And we keep our thanks. And rocks cry out. We must intentionally and purposely and even sacrificially target God with thanks. The Bible instructs us to give thanks. I read it at the beginning. First Chronicles 16:34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Exclamation point. It doesn't say, oh, give thanks if you have just a few minutes not doing anything. Give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because he's good, not because he blessed you with a new car, not because you got a raise, not because, because you know, your boss didn't cuss you out. He said, give thanks to, to the Lord. Why? For he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. It has nothing to do with you. You give thanks. Why? Because God is good and his love endures forever. That's why. 
It doesn't have anything to do with circumstance. How about the new, it's a new life version? Give honor and thanks to God, O people, and let all hear how great he is. Why well, it's hard for me to be thankful because stuff's not going right. It doesn't matter. You're supposed to be giving thanks, O people of God, so everybody else can hear how great he is, not how awesome everything's going in your life. Psalms 104, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his course of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Thanks is the means by which we are to enter his presence. It shouldn't be, oh man, Todd, I hope you sing a good one, brother. I need me some good Holy Ghost espresso. No, we should come in here and go, Todd, you, we're going to work so much, man. You can have arthritis by the time you get playing that. So how, how would church be different if you entered giving thanks? How would worship service change if you intentionally entered with thanks? Not wonder what song they're going to sing. Not say, I hope they sing my favorite one. Because you know, it's, it's so hard because it seems that what we're trying desperately, I would say, as anybody that is trying to be a front of the people of God, I need to bring something that is, that is powerful. I need to bring something that connects people to God. I need, to, I need to bring something that will bring people back. But if you're not careful, that balance gets crazy. And I imagine I've never, I've never played any music, and you ought to give thanks for that. I've never played any music, and I did sing a long time ago, and I will never, ever let you hear that again. <laughs> But I can imagine it's so hard to pick music because now it's like, well, I hope they play my genre. I hope they play the oldies. Well, most youngies don't like the oldies. And so uh, I hope they play something modern. Well, some people that, that have a little more gray hair than most don't like modern. And so now it has nothing to do with God. It has to be pleasing everybody in the seat. And so what happens if we come in giving thanks if I'm thankful, you know, if I'm thankful to you, I don't care what you're wearing. If I'm thankful, I don't care if you're having a bad hair day. If I'm, I'm thankful, it doesn't matter what you sing. It doesn't matter if it's hot or if it's cold. There's too many lights, not enough lights. It doesn't matter if they don't have, if they have smoke machine. What doesn't matter? I enter thanks. What would be different if by the time you hit the door, you were not worried about anything else that's going to happen tomorrow, but you were full of thanks towards God? And not only thankful, but giving thanks as soon as you start opening the door. Powerful. Uh, how about this? Psalm 107.22, let them also offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his works with joyful singing. Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. So thanksgiving should invade and be the underlying theme of our prayers. So it should be giving thanks, not give me more. How much different would our prayer life be how much different would our worship be if we were givers of thanks and i always tease I, I, i'm sorry i always tease grandma so much because she makes it so easy for me nora could could cook a flip-flop and serve it to grams oh i'm just so thankful this flip-flop right here i'm just so thankful it's thankful it's, oh, it's a beautiful flip-flop you know i love that color i don't know i don't know if if mom if mom was like 200 years old, not telling anybody. Like, she's been through, like, the depressions. And, but, I mean, she's thankful for everything. You know, she put on there, and I was like, you're like, you know, well, we're, um, we have some leftovers. I love leftovers. Let's grab all the leftovers. I'm so thankful for some leftovers. I'm just, man. She just, be, just but she, she it's, it's powerful, but it's like, man. I start looking at it. Am, am I thankful or picky? Do I give thanksgiving or am I worried about the next stuff that I never even expressed my thanks for the last stuff? 
Because if you can be like that with food, because we're, we're some picky folks. We're, we're picky. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't eat that. I don't like that. Um, how about this color? No, I don't like that color. And so we're, but thanks. See, Paul illustrates this perfectly. And, and Paul had his problems, but Paul illustrates this posture that we should have perfectly. Look how often he targeted God with thanks. God be thanked, Romans 6, 17. I thank God, Romans 7, 25. Thanks be unto God, 2 Corinthians 9, 15. We give thanks to God, Colossians 1, 3. Give thanks unto the Father, Colossians 1, 12. We thank God without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 2, 13. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, 1 Timothy 1, 12. I thank God, 2 Timothy 1, 3. I thank my God, Philemon 1, 4. You read those passages and we agree, but then if we're not careful, our own small view of our thanks, our praise, our worship, and our words keep us from targeting God with thanks. We say we're thankful to God, but are we practicing thanksgiving to God? I just don't want to be thankful. Be thanksgiving. Have you, I know I don't want to start anything in here. But have you ever met someone who's thankful, but really they just want more stuff? They're thankful as long as they're getting, but they ain't given anything in a long time. That's not good English, but that's good preaching. They have not given anything in a long time. They're, they're, they're thankful as long as it's coming this direction, but they're terrible at giving anything. I don't want to be thankful because God gave us all this nice stuff and not give him praise, not give him honor, not give him the adoration he's due. We need to be givers of our thanks, not just thankful. So I want to challenge you to take a moment sometime this week in between whatever you do, between the, if you're a ham person or a turkey person or, or maybe you do something totally different between the stuffing and between the mashed potatoes and, and the 17 trips to the buffet and the sweet potatoes and all the stuff that comes around. There. Somewhere in there, would you please, besides taking, you know, modium 80, would you please? Would you please give some thanks to God? No matter what happens, if the turkey comes out and it doesn't come out done, you got to microwave it, thank God you got a microwave. If you burn it, thank God we live in a country, everything's 24 hours, you can get other food. If somebody spills something on your carpet, thank God you can get it cleaned or get some more stuff. Let's not let little petty things ruin our, our entire week and especially ruin our giving of thanks towards God. So we get so spoiled. So spoiled. I don't want to be that way. See, I want to challenge you to take that moment, some time, and actually, actually, and intentionally give thanks to God. Target him with your thanks. We tend to just think about thanking him, but do we stop long enough to actually give him thanks? Because we always have people all the time, I'm praying in my mind. Do you know how fast stuff flies through your mind? You think about praying, praying, where did I put my coat? Praying, praying, my car keys. Hey, did I wear this jean yesterday? Praying. Stop thinking stuff and start saying stuff. Not everything that comes in mind. That's just, I mean, let me rephrase it and back it up. Because start, stop thinking about being thankful. Stop thinking about praying. Start doing those things. But it's easy to target God. I only have two targets today. The second is so much harder. It's targeting people. I want to declare that it isn't just enough to target God with thanks. We must also target people with thanks. 
when we are thankful to God, it's also necessary to recognize that God works and operates and uses people to accomplish his purpose and plan. You understand that if God wants to bless you, it's not going to come down from a slip and slide in heaven. He's usually going to try, he's usually going to use a person as a vehicle. When someone says, I just really need, I just need a monetary blessing, it usually doesn't show up under your pillow like the tooth fairy. Usually God will send somebody and bless you. God chooses to work through humanity. See, God assigned people to bless us, to assist us, to challenge us, to serve us, and they deserve thanksgiving as well. So we need to pause to practice targeted thanks. Why? Because we are told that if we can't love the people we see, then we can't love a God we can't see. So I submit to you likewise that if we, we can't claim to be thankful to God, if we're not also thankful to those around us. I realize it's easier to thank God and sometimes it is to thank people. I understand that. However, out of the overflow of a grateful heart, we must also target people and participate in thanksgiving. We can go right back to Paul as the prime model for his targeted thanks. Listen to, listen to Paul. I thank my God for you all, Romans 1.8. I thank my God always on your behalf, 1 Corinthians 1.4. I cease not to give thanks for you, Ephesians 1.16. We give thanks to God always for you all, 1 Thessalonians 1.2. We are bound to thank God always for you, 2 Thessalonians 1.3. We are bound to give thanks always to God for you, 2 Thessalonians 2.13. Wait, he said the same thing in... Hmm. The same letter in two chapters, yes. Paul is saying, we thank God for you. So we read these statements and we think, well, we make a mistake. And we read this as if he's only expressing thanks for and not to the saints and co-laborers he's talking about. It's so hard for people to be thankful and also thanksgiving towards other people. When's the last time... Someone told you, hey, you did a really great job, and you spun around and said, you know, or, or if someone asked you a question and said, if it wasn't for so-and-so, one for so-and-so, you know what, they're the one that actually did that this week, and I just, it's so hard because we think that the spotlight's coming off us, so we love to hear it, but we hate to give in, give thanks. See, these are letters that were written, stamped, delivered, and read. These weren't anonymous emails. Paul knew these were going to the churches, and these are thank you notes of targeted praise. He's literally picking out individuals and thanksgiving to them. He knows these thanksgiving notes will be read in public setting, and people would look up from reading and see the people he was targeting with a big smile plastered on their face as they heard thanks given to them. If we are bad about practicing thanksgiving towards God, then we are criminal in the level of thanksgiving we are practicing in regard to the people around us. Well, well Pastor, I, I, I give thanks. Really? Do you go out of your way to give it? See, it's, it's really hard. See, if we're not careful, then we'll make dangerous and destructive assumptions when it comes to people who do things that warrant thanks. Can I give you a few? Well, they know they're appreciated. You know it. You know it. So we keep our thanks to ourselves. They know, they know. Baby, I talk about my baby, you know I love you, girl. I just haven't said it in like two months. No. See, when we assume that they know they're appreciated, then we automatically keep our thanks instead of give it. Or they are expected to do that. So we begin to fail to distribute praise because 
We operate out of a position of entitlement. They, they have to do that. That's their job. I don't thank you for doing your job. You know, you get people like that. You don't get a thank you. It's what you hired for. People, as soon as people think that, hey, that's what they're supposed to do, they're expected to do that, they cease to be givers of thanks. Or we underestimate the power of thanks. We know thankfulness impacts and mobilizes God. Oh, you come and magnify the Lord with me. We know that. We can't make God any bigger than he is. We also know that. But it's our thanks that causes him to increase activity in our lives. What we fail to recognize is that the same principle applies to humanity. When we thanks give, people can't help to react and respond. A husband will be, well, husband better. A wife will wife better. A waiter will wait better. All because the power of thanks giving. You ever have a person that's just so nice? I just, I just, man, they're not only nice, but they're grateful. We never say they're, they're, they're thankful. We always say they're grateful. Why? What's the difference? I am definitely not Daniel Webster. But to me, what's the difference between thankful and grateful? I'm sure the dictionary says something different, but I think it's thanks expressed. You could be super thankful, but how are you, how are you so grateful? Because someone goes out of their way. You know what? There's people that I know that are awesome at writing thank you cards that I never do. Whenever I get them, I never go, oh, thank you, God. I always go, man, that's so thoughtful. Why? Why? There's never any money in them. But why do we like, oh, that's so awesome? Because we know they took time out. And it's not that generic thank you. And it, no, they, it was written by hand. So what does that mean? It means that not only were they thankful to receive or receive, they were grateful and decided to give thanks by taking time out of their day to handwrite in the card, to sign it, and to put it in the mail, knowing that nobody would pat them on the back. And nobody, because well, they're not going to get it for a couple days anyway. That's powerful. And what does it make you want to do? It makes you say, you know what? That person is so appreciative. You want to do more for them. Why? Because if you give something and they give thanks back, now it's a two-way street. When you withhold your thanks, become thankful instead of thanksgiving, it doesn't cause the same reaction in people. All because of power of thanksgiving. However, when we fail to act on that and we withhold the very fuel people need to propel them into action. See, I heard it said, a couple of times that leaders are not responsible for the actions or the results of their people. They're responsible for their people. And how does a leader motivate those people to do more? By giving thanks, by giving accolades, by giving, by giving. A lot of times it's not more money what somebody needs, although everybody wants to need, needs, would like to have more money. But if you look at it, the driving factor uh, of people in, in workplace is not money. It's feeling, it's feeling appreciated, being a part of something, having a voice and a vote where they feel like what they, what they actually do for the company is, wow, not only important, but it's Receive, like, you know, I'm so thankful for what you do. So could it be 
that not only God stopped moving on our behalf, but people as well, because we're full of thanks, but we're not giving it. I, I, I just wonder, maybe I'm not talking to any of you, maybe you guys are full of, of thanks and you're giving all of it away. But when we thanks give, people respond. Just as intentionally as we thank God, we need to stop and we need to thank people. Now, I understand this is going to be a short week for many of you, so I'll give you a short message. I'm not doing a Thanksgiving series, although I have not finished what I have to say, but we'll wait till next year. <laughs> the other series went longer than I expected. But as you stand with me, I want to read you something that when I read it, I knew I'm not that kind of man. I'll say it this way. When I read the story of this pastor, I realized I am not that caliber of pastor. Now, well, what did you read? In a sermon at Emmanuel Presbyterian Church in Los Angeles, Gary Wilburn said in 1636, amid the darkness of the Thirty Years' War, a German pastor, Martin Rinkert, is said to have buried 5,000 of his parishioners in one year, an average of 15 a day. It's a pastor burying 15 of his church members a day for a year, 5,000 to be exact. His parish was ravaged by war, death, and economic disaster. And in the heart of that darkness, with the cries of fear outside his window, he sat down and wrote this table grace for his children. Before I read, paint the picture. One man is bearing 15 of his church members a day for an entire year. 15 today, there was 15 yesterday, and there'll be 15 tomorrow. And living like that day in and day out for months and months, he took the time to write a table, Grace, a small prayer for his children. Can I read it to you? Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices who wondrous things had done in whom his world rejoices, who from our mother's arms hath led us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. I read that. He was a man who knew thanksgiving comes from love of God, not from outward circumstances. I wish I was this kind of man. I wish I was this kind of pastor. I am not. But this is the model. Can you still thank God? Give him thanks and teach your children to do the same when everything around you says you, why bother? Powerful. Why do I read that? One, it's powerful. Two, it motivates me. And three, people are going to try to skate out of this message by saying, you don't know what's going on. I lost my job. You don't know what's going on. My wife left me. My husband left me. You don't know what's going on. My, 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 my son or daughter ran away. All bad things. Yes. 15 people dying a day for a year? No. You didn't bury 30 or 3,000 people. 
You're not going to bed knowing tomorrow you're going to wake up and dig 15 new graves. I'm sorry what's going on in your life, but I, I talk to Pastor Martin if you need somebody. But I don't think we any of us have an excuse not to be not only thankful, but not only thanksgiving. As Todd sings, regardless of what's going on in your life, would you take a few minutes? Don't ask for anything. Why don't you give something?